This is The Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, where we examine the truth disparity between what's in social media and what's actually true. I'm Jillian Parks. And I'm Garrett Goolsby. And yay, we're back. We're Woo! back for episode 34. Who's ready? Um, I wonder if anybody who's listening to this went out of town this weekend. Because I did. we both went out of town this weekend. Yes. Tell me where you went. I went to Indianapolis for a Bible study convention Whoa. for my sorority. Very um, spiritual. It was it was lovely. I, I was dreading it at first, but I ended Why up... Why were you dreading it? Um, Because I don't really love conferences that much. Oh, that's very fair. Um, I'm not I've a conference to, guy I've either. I've been to a good amount of them. And uh, I, there are good ones, but this one was a great one. And I had a really great time with my friends. And Garrett slid down a mountain. I did. Oh. I went to the Adirondacks in upstate New York. And mm-hmm. I impromptu uh, did, a, did a little impromptu descent <laughs> at the top and... Slid about 200 feet well, at a very rapid clip. That's pretty classic. God provided a very large bank of powder for me to slide Ooh, into. It's nice. And and here he is today. I'm alive. Otherwise, yes. we would have been the social mediator. Yeah. That and that would, would have been sad. It, it was for for about two seconds. That was a very possible outcome. Oh, well, I'm really glad it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, today, we're talking about something a little bit, in my opinion, less exciting than sliding down a mountain. Um, yeah, and probably less for, exciting than most things for me, at least. I think for most people, this is less exciting than sliding down a mountain. But that's only because sliding down a mountain is, it's pretty up there. But I also think that the Super Bowl is a little bit boring to me. Oh, okay. Do you agree with that at all? Mm, no. Okay, well, that's okay. I watched the Super Bowl. I watched a little bit of it, actually. I watched it for the ads, and I watched it for the halftime show. Oh, so you actually watched some of it. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. I, I didn't understand what was going on, but I know the Chiefs won. Yes, they did. Woo-hoo. By three. Are we excited about this? Yeah, sure. I'm excited, I just, too. I feel like Philly fans just should never get to celebrate. That's all oh, I think. Oh, wait. Why? Because when they celebrate, they burn things. Do they really? Yeah. Last time the Chiefs like won, they destroyed everything. Oh. Did they destroy everything this time? Mm, no, I don't know, actually. I guess I, it's only been a day. I didn't want, yeah, it's only been a day. They haven't had time to destroy too much. Okay, well, let's talk about how social media is talking about the social, the, you the can Super do Bowl. Um, first of all, everyone's really excited about the halftime show. I'm going to be very honest with you. Most people don't, at least on Twitter and on TikTok and on Instagram, are more interested in Rihanna than the Chiefs or the Eagles. Um, there's lots of little memes going around that are like, I hope Rihanna wins. Something along those lines. It's nice. usually delivered better than that, but it's <laughs> the idea is that nobody's really there for the sports. And so if you are on social media, it, it also, I have to, except for on Twitter, my algorithm on TikTok is going to be very conducive to what I like, which is not sports, uh-huh. and which is Rihanna. Um, I watched the halftime show. You're, you're a Rihanna fan? I, yes, very I much so. I about you. No, she's lovely, and I had, a, I think her, she did a really great job on her halftime show. That's good. Um, so we're going to share... I'm going to be honest, I did look up the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag Super Bowl history, and everybody's really interested in how the Super Bowl made history this year, and not so much about the history of the Super Bowl. Oh, I see. So we don't want to know about the history. We want to, we want to know about how we're making history, and then we'll forget. Yes, that's very cool. that's very social media for it you. Is. So that's the kind of information they have for you. Um, let's start this with the halftime show. There are some Rolling Stones ranked the best female Super Bowl halftime shows. Um, number one was Beyonce. Are we shocked? Absolutely not. No. Number two was Shakira and J-Lo. Um, number three, they put Rihanna, which I don't agree wow. with at all because I think Madonna's, um, not Madonna's, sorry, Lady Gaga's was one of the best halftime shows of all time. And um, they didn't even put it in the top four. Wow. Um, but number three was Rihanna and then number four was Madonna. What was this ranking? Of uh, is Rolling Stones ranked the best female halftime shows. Best female halftime shows? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Rihanna's number gotcha, three. Gotcha. I thought she was great, but I didn't think she was anywhere near 
um, Lady Gaga's and such. I see. So that's on me. Um, they also, social media is really excited because Rihanna's American Sign Language interpreter, who interpreted the halftime show, um, was the first deaf black woman to perform at the Super Bowl. Her name's Justina Mills. Good for her. And her performance was actually very riveting. Wow. I, I liked, because she really got into it with her Oh, that's emotions. fun. No, I'll show I you a video afterward. I love it when the when interpreters really get into it. Oh my gosh, yeah. It makes and it so much more fun. She was awesome. Um, also, just for stats, two point, no, 28.5 million people watched Rihanna's halftime performance Whoa. versus 28.7 who watched Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem last year. That was apparent, according to a lot of the sources I read, that was like... People loved Oh, that. yeah. And it was like his... Was, I watched it, too. It was good. That Last year's was really cool because there was a, like a, a cultural theme that so you had So much going on, yeah. Um, this one, I don't know if there was one. I haven't read anything about it. Nobody's talking about it. People just liked it because, A, Rihanna was pregnant and did this. And she was yes. on a very high hovering um, shelf as she performed. And people are really impressed with her. Um, a lot of people don't like her outfit, specifically Donald Trump. Donald Trump thinks she gave the worst halftime show of all time. But I don't really like his Well, opinion. his opinions are usually just bad. Yeah. Well, are we allowed to say that? I think we are. Okay. Well, I agree with that statement. Um, and I just giggle a little bit because what does he know about pop culture? Um, Lady Gaga and Rihanna are the only artists in history to perform their halftime show solo without any special guests. Wow. Good um, for their. So that's pretty exciting. Their? That's not a word. Um, also, I don't know. Did you watch the halftime show? I was driving back from New York, I so, so I no, I that's got to watch very little of the Super Bowl. That's okay. I'll tell you, Rihanna did do a little fun Fenty Beauty um, sponsorship thing. You know her beauty brand. Kind no, I don't well, actually. Okay, I was gonna lie and say that I did. <laughs> she but has I just, a beauty line. It's called Fenty Beauty. It's very popular. People really like it. Um, but she did a little stop in the middle of her show where she touched up her makeup, which was very much marketing. Um, and her. Uh, searches on like Google search engine um, the percentage went up 833%. Whoa. And people were really into that. Um, I have a question. Yes, and this please. might be preemptive, but mm-hmm. did you find anything about the game itself? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I'm, I'm glad that we, we'll things. get there. Um, I just wanted to focus on the halftime show because that's what social media I have a lot about. on the halftime show too. Okay, thank God. And then let's talk about the game a little bit. First of all, like we said, the Chiefs won. People are really mad about a specific play or a call that was made. Um, people are calling it the worst call in history. That's pretty much how every Super Bowl goes. I know. And I feel like every year people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. But I watched the little thing and I have no idea what was happening in I that video. I didn't get to watch, so I don't know. Somebody put their hands on someone else's waist. And that was all I saw. I don't even know what the call was. Like, it doesn't mm, matter. Like a middle school dance? And then <laughs> it gets awkward? From behind, so no, not oh, really. Oh, definitely not Um then. And they were running at full speed, so not a middle school dance. Uh, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe. Anyway. Um, also, this is a fun tweet that I'm going to read verbatim because it made me giggle a little bit because I don't really know what the point of it was. Maybe I'm being insensitive. <laughs> um, was the NFL has spent two years preparing the grass for tonight's field at the Super Bowl. The grass was grown at a local sod farm in Phoenix. <laughs> it was installed two weeks ago, <laughs> and the field has been rolled out every morning for daily sunshine. Total cost, $800,000. I believe it. Why is that a tweet? And how did they find that out? I don't know, but it got like 15,000 retweets. Uh, 100,000 people liked it. I, I Maybe it's an environmentalist thing. I don't really know, I but the tweet know. made me giggle. Um, what else? Oh, the Eagles last night joined the... Um, 2016 Falcons is the only team in Super Bowl history to lose when leading at halftime by double digits. Ouch. So That is not a good statistic to be a part them. of. I don't really care enough to be like, oh, man. Um, also, 
just a little bit on the commercial. Did you see any commercials? Like I said, I watched zero except okay. for a couple plays in the fourth quarter. There were some good ones. I'll tell you a funny story about one of them after this. Okay. Um, do you have any questions for me about what I found? Because that, <laughs> that's actually, that's, that's namely pretty it. Much it. That's do you know when the Super Bowl started to bro. be played? No. Any absolutely, clue? Absolutely no chance. Anything? Nothing. Okay. Uh, I figured not. You know, social media is not, not super interested in the history. I will say, this is the Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. I'm Julian Parks. And I'm Garrett Goolsby. For those of you who are just tuning in, we are talking about the Super Bowl. Not only this Super Bowl, but Super Bowls... In general. In all of time. Yes. Well, I do have one more question before I dive yes. into my information. Do you have any idea who's won the most Super Bowls? Is it me? Um, <laughs> no. Okay, so next chance is... It, Okay, I've heard the Patriots be thrown yeah, a lot. The Patriots have won the most. <gasps> I got well, it right. They tied with the Steelers for no chance. The most, yes. Oh my! I must have read that somewhere on social media because I would not have pulled that out of nowhere. Yes. Wow, social media gets an extra point from me for that one. Okay, go ahead. Okay, we're gonna start with history so that we get get all our background. <laughs> uh, the Super Bowl's origins um, they lie in the creation of the American Football League. So there's, there's the National Football League, and for a long time. That was it. And then the American Football League came along because they wanted more more states wanted teams. But the NFL was like, we're not going to expand. Um, so the AFL uh, decided to make their own alternative league and they began a rivalry with the NFL. Ooh, um, I've never heard of the AFL before. Yes. Well, it it's kind of this is part of what made pro football super popular is this rivalry. And then in 1966, after years of competition, the NFL commissioners uh Pete Rozelle and Lamar Hunt, who is the owner of the AFL's Kansas City Chiefs, hmm. uh, they negotiated a merger to join the two leagues, uh, and they formally joined in 1970. Nice. And so that's how we have the AFC and the NFC, which is American Football Conference, Athletic Football Conference. The winner of each conference cool. plays in the Super Bowl. So that's that's how we got what we, um, you know, where we are now. The term Super Bowl um, is was coined by Lamar Hunt, the uh, owner of the Kansas City Chiefs way mm -hmm. back in the day. Um, and he just, that was what he decided to call it, was the Super Bowl, and it stuck. Um, he thought a better title could be found, but before they could like pick a better title for the game, all the sports writers like latched onto it, and then the rest is history, it stuck. Nice. Uh, so the first game was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Packers, the very first Super Bowl. Packers won. Um, and it was held in the Coliseum in LA, but it didn't even sell out. Wasn't that big a deal? What? Yeah. Wait, um, the first one didn't sell out. The at first all? one didn't sell out. Sell out. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but it was a big hit on TV. Nice. That was what really. So, 65 million viewers, which was the most ever for an American sporting event. Um, so, let's talk about the Super Bowl ads for a second because Yay. ads are a big deal for the Super Bowl. Um, like all these companies, they pull out all the stops, and their best stuff is aired. On Super Bowl Sunday so Apple did it first like are we surprised um, no not at all no so they aired a Super Bowl commercial in 1984 that was themed after George Orwell's 1984 novel um, and the oh. ad was super successful and other companies jumped on the bandwagon and put together really clever commercials for the Super Bowl mm -hmm. um, so that's why you know that's why we now have all the best commercials are on the Super Bowl. And it's, it's so expensive to it's advertise. Incredibly ex any idea how much a 30 second commercial oh. costs oh, for the like, Super Bowl? Like it's an absurd amount of money. One 30 second commercial costs six point five million dollars. I was, I was gonna say like seven yeah, million. So the ad revenue is absurd. That's great. That's great though, I yeah, guess. I, I get yeah, they bring in a ton of money. Yeah. Okay. 
halftime show. Halftime show. We're talking show. about halftime show because they do it for free, right? The Celebrities do show? the halftime show for free. I don't think so. According to Twitter, Maybe they... all the artists do it for free. Um, I need to verify that, but I, di- I didn't come across whether that was the case or not. Okay. I mean, if they do it for free, it's not really for free. Right. They get a ton of like They get a exposure. lot. For, you know, it's very good for them. This actually, the Super Bowl, performing for the Super Bowl for a long time was like kind of a Grammy prerequisite, you know, um, if you wanted to be nominated for a big award. Performing at the Super Bowl was a really great way to put you over the top. The internet says the league doesn't pay halftime performers an appearance fee, but the artists are paid union scale. Interesting. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Okay. Well, if you do know what that means, that's what it means. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk about some of the people that have played the halftime show. Uh, Michael Jackson was the guy that made the halftime show what it is now. Okay. So... Mm. Pre-Michael Jackson, the halftime show for the Super Bowl was a marching band. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a different marching band. They come in and, you know, think about if you go to a college football game and you see a halftime show. It's a marching band on the field. They're like twirling flags, whatever. Tubas Uh, are happening. Really exciting, except not really. And then one year they're like, hey, how about we do something a little bit better and have Michael Jackson? It's quite the upgrade. Uh, It is. So, yeah, he moonwalked all over the place and everybody... (laughs) Uh, pretty much fell over with uh, just awe and grandeur in the moment. So then after that, it was like all the big names. You know, so Beyonce has played it. Uh, according to something that I read, Prince, which, you know, take this for what you will, Prince is consistently rated as the best halftime show of all time. What? Um, because... I've never seen it. You've never seen it? Well, no. maybe we should watch it. So Paul okay. McCartney also played the halftime show once. <gasps> That's a win. Yes. Uh, Lady Gaga. Yes. Like I said, Beyonce. Now Rihanna. Dr. Dre, Madonna, and Madonna, With yeah, Nicki I mean, Minaj, Nicki Minaj, Justin Timberlake, and we need to talk about. <laughs> and is it Janet Jackson? Uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. But there's been a history of mishaps during the Super Bowl what? halftime show. Um, most recently, well, I don't know if this is the most. There might be one even more recently than this, but uh, one that got memed a lot was, um, I believe it was Katy Perry. There was somebody in a shark costume, like Mm. as part of the backup dancers dancing behind her, and the shark was just doing his own thing. Like, was it terrible? It was. Well, so the 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 term "left sharking it" came out of that, where it's like he was the left shark, okay, and the left shark was just like, you know, he was doing something completely (laughs) different than everybody else. Um, So it was a really funny moment. It was on national television. He was like, you know, right behind Katy Perry. Wow. coveted position yeah and so for beyonce's performance in 2013 they used so many lights and so much like power that the power went out for like 30 minutes what yeah they blew the power grid wait and like in the stadium yeah. or wow and when you know when you blow the power grid to a stadium like that it's yeah you know everywhere around it too is getting uh you know all the power <laughs> all the power went out and it took them quite a while to get it back online Jeez. um so some other, it, uh, I guess a big thing to keep in mind is that um, the halftime show draws a TV audience of like 100 million people. That's crazy. A lot of times. 114 is the biggest ever. Who's that? 114 million. Um, oh, let's see. 20, I think it was Beyonce. Okay, probably. Beyonce. Um, I think it was 2013 or 2014. Um, and so it's a huge deal. Like I said, Michael Jackson yeah. is kind of the one that, that made it such a big deal. But um Let's talk about kind of the biggest uh, a a mishap in the halftime show that actually led to the coining of a new phrase in the English language. Mm. Um, 
So in 2004, Mm -hmm. Janet Jackson was performing with Justin Timberlake. Mm -hmm. And I didn't watch the clip of this, but I read about it. I've seen it. And essentially what I gather is that Justin Timberlake... um, Moved in such a way nope, that it, it was so intentional that he ripped Janet Jackson's top off of her. Yes, and so she was completely bare chested, or yes. at least like at least halfway bare chested in front of um, tens of know, millions of people. Yeah, probably. roughly a hundred million people oh, well. uh, overall. And um, afterwards, when Justin Timberlake was being interviewed about this. They were like, what happened? And he said it was a wardrobe malfunction. Yes, he and does And the term wardrobe malfunction was coined Wait, by Justin Timberlake. No. He invented that phrase. No, he did not. Is that not amazing? Wait, we I've don't heard give Justin that phrase t- a million times. Yes, Justin. T- guess what? You were born in 2000 and what? 2003? 2002? Two. This happened in 2004. So, oh you know. Oh, my gosh. It's been around since Justin Timberlake had his little accident. No, yeah. I've seen, I've seen the clip. Um. Because social media will, will circulate it every once in a while. And that man ripped her shirt off. I do not know why they he say it. He claims that it was not on purpose. Girl, it was a I, grab yeah, and know. a rip. It was, it, and maybe it wasn't on purpose, but I would be really interested to hear how that's even possible. Well, it almost ruined his career. Well, it ruined so. Janet's. It did, yeah. Like and it totally, like she was very much ostracized and very much criticized for that situation. Um, and he got obviously in a lot of hot water as well but oh, yeah. she's the one who suffered more so was just because like people were like how they just associate her with that moment and then from then on she like pretty much went into not obscurity because she's a jackson yeah um, but still kind of but she didn't work as much like she just like was not as popular yeah anymore. um which is insane but, but yeah that i mean justin timberlake kind of rose from the ashes later on but for a while it was like yep this is it this is this is the death knell for that's for legitimately insane to me yeah um, but yeah, he coined the phrase wardrobe malfunction. Cool. Um, so him and like he's up there with Shakespeare and stuff for oh. making new English phrases. Oh, are we? Wow. Are we comparing Timberlake and Shakespeare right now? I mean, no. No. No, we're not. <laughs> All he said was wardrobe malfunction. Just one. I feel like someone has to have said wardrobe Shakespeare malfunction before Shakespeare invented 2,000 words and phrases for the English language. Oh, and, he, and, and Justin and gets in, one. Yeah, he gets one. But it's more than I've created. It is. Well, I feel like if I spend an afternoon doing it, though, I could probably have more than one by the end. Do you think so? Probably. That was, like, popular enough to actually yeah, circulate? Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. Well, I that's your that's your homework for the weekend. All right. We'll try it sometime. Okay. So let's uh, do some other little fast facts before we finish up here. With our little grade. Yeah. So, um, like I said, Steelers and Patriots are tied for the most Super Bowls. Woo-hoo! Cowboys and 49ers are the next. They're tied. Oh. Um the Broncos and the Patriots tied for the most losses in the Super Bowl, which Wait, is the never Patriots fun. have the most losses They've and the most appeared the most times. Yes. Wow! Congrats to them. Uh, yeah. Yay! Uh, also, this is just another funny little statistic. In the early 1990s, Buffalo, uh, the Buffalo Bills, made it to the Super Bowl four years in a row, and they lost all four years. Oh. So they were actually an incredible team, but they'll always be remembered as the team that lost four Super Bowls in a row. That's really. It's sad. pretty amazing that they got there four times. That's really but, yeah. sad. Uh, teams that have never made it to the Super Bowl. All guess of what? The, other the ones. Houston Texans. Who's shocked? And the Jaguars and the Browns, and that's it. Just those three. No, that's not true. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's only three teams There's three. that have never made it to the Super Bowl. Uh huh. Wait, that says All so much. All of those are relatively young teams by comparison. Like the Texans are, you know, a couple decades old. Whereas, wow. you know, look at the Green Bay Packers are 
almost 100 years old, I but think. But that's so cool. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so the trophy they win, the Vince Lombardi trophy, is named after Vince Lombardi, who was the coach Figures. of the Green Bay Packers, who won the very first two Super Bowls, actually. Nice. They won the first two, actually. Um, Super Bowl is the second largest food consumption event of the American calendar year, behind only Thanksgiving. Whoa! Uh-huh. Most Wait, popular cool. Super Bowl foods are wings, chips and dip, nachos, grilled meats of all kinds. Don't say grilled meats. And pizza. That was the stupidest <laughs> list. Grilled meats of all kinds. That was the stupidest list I've ever well, heard what, you want me to in say my entire life. Beef, pork, chicken. <laughs> yeah, I know. The classics. Okay, steak. Okay, are we ready to grade? Uh, sure. Are you actually ready? Uh, I mean, in case anybody else was curious, <laughs> in 2021, Super Bowl brought in $485 million in ad revenue, so... It's a spendy time. It's a spendy time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. B. E- C- you didn't even C- say B. anything. <laughs> I was you not ready. E- I've had very little sleep, so I was. Fine. I was like, I don't know. I, I don't. pick B. It did okay. I like it. I think it. Yeah. It told me all the it things told the I things was interested you wanted in. To know, which is, I think, probably the function of social media. Yeah, that's the point. Which, I didn't. I didn't really care. Yeah, I know. I sat there and was talking, and I could tell you did. <laughs> But here's the thing. That's okay. I, I knew cared, that the Patriots so. had won the most. That's pretty impressive. I didn't know about the Steelers, but I'm really impressed that social media was able to aid me in that moment. Yeah. Good for you. Wow. I'm so pleased. I think this this was a major success it's for me. It's a win. Also, shout out because social media really loves Patrick Mahomes. They love him very really? much. Really? Why? Oh, they're obsessed because he's very attractive. Okay. They yeah. don't care about anything he's else. I mean, guy. I'm sure he's talented The man as well. puts ketchup on his steak, though. The man also has an ankle issue that he did. Yeah. He played on. I don't care. Um, anyway. And he's a millionaire, so. Oh, wow. All of the best qualities yeah. in a person. You should go Ankle talk issues. To him. Millionaires. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to the Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Jillian Parks. And I'm Garrett Goldberg. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.